1: welcome everyone. Today is Monday, October 24th. 24th. Wake up. <laughs> we are live. We for, are with, with Charlie and Eva. Hello, Eva. Hello, Charles. Um, the mission of our show is to make a difference in the world, workplace, career, life, anywhere, even as one person. Right. It all starts with us. It all starts with us. Um, you know, we've been doing this, now we're going on our fifth year, so congratulations. Congratulations to you. Um, and, you know, I just think that, um, you know, actions do speak louder than words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> words hurt, but action, I mean, sometimes we get hung up on preaching and not enough on practicing, right? Oh, I think that's very true. So, uh, you know, that's what we want to do here. We want to Practice more than we preach. We're really proud of the content we provide and the guests that we have. And today's guest is really cool. Um, She's amazing. So um, I just want to say one thing quick before we bring up our guest. Um, and I remember meeting her mm-hmm. now, which is really cool. So I was reading something today um, about... Tricky questions to look out for during an interview, and I didn't even read the questions. Where did you read them? Uh, it was in the internet. Comes out on my oh, uh, okay. banner page, all right. And you know, I got annoyed at the title because already they're like promoting some conspiracy. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, which just drives me crazy. And then, so uh, <laughs> like
2: the interviewer has had the time to sit there and think, like, mm. okay, we're gonna hire
1: someone. <laughs> Let's see how we can corner this. Really this.
2: Now, there are people that do do that, but most people that are interviewing really don't even have
1: the time so, to come up with something that's that devious. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> the number one. well, I don't know if it's number one. Question one was. Tell me about yourself. And they were like, whoa, be wary of this, because they're going to be, you know, looking at your behavior, your mannerisms, or you being truthful. Like, well,
2: oh, my God. I just love chocolate,
1: no, and um,
2: I love travel. I know this is a desk job, so, so I guess
1: that's what they mean. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I wanted to say that up front, because I think our guests can really help us with that. I would agree with that. I, you with I that. think we want to just be our authentic self. Um, but anyway... Let's file that. We have a really, really, really cool guest today. Um, Sarah E. Brown is a author, speaker, spent over 30 years in corporate America and worked for many of the companies we have, which I is know. really cool, right? And I remember the, the connection that we made, right? Yeah. So I'm real excited to um, – And she's
2: also a PhD.
1: Well, Hello. there you go. I mean yeah. – uh, um, That is just a moment for that, right? Right,
2: just a moment
1: for that. (laughs) um, And also the CEO of her company, Know Thyself. Um, I would love to introduce our very special guest, Sarah E. Brown. Sarah, are you with us?
3: I am, and I'm just delighted to be
1: here. Hey, Sarah, welcome to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Yes, we're so glad you're here,
2: mm -hmm. Dr. Sarah. Thank you.
1: Um, Oh,
2: it's great to be here.
1: Yes, and that, you know, it's funny, right? I remember now specifically speaking with you um, because your background is really cool and really diverse in corporate America, which is what has, you know, drove Eva and I to do a show like this. So um, first, maybe um, Dr. Sarah, tell us your contact information so we can follow along and then we'll uh, go from there.
3: Well, the best way to find me is via my website, which is BookOfYou.com. And there are, uh, there are links to all of the books that I've written on that, that website. Or, um well, that's the best way to get me. Or Sarah at BookOfYou.com. Um, pretty simple.
1: Excellent. BookOfYou.com. And, um, you know, it's interesting, right? So I was reading those questions. You know, we both have, uh, three of us have been all over corporate America, and you kind of branched out to really help us make a difference. Tell us a little bit about the book of you at a high level, and then we can go deeper.
3: Oh, I would love to. Well, the, the whole thing came about when I was working in my last job with Accenture, which was a great company, and I had great clients, and it was really great for me. And, but I had a whole lot of clients who were in the wrong jobs, and they were miserable, absolutely miserable. And when I would ask them what they wanted, so many of them could not answer the question. They knew that what they didn't like, but they couldn't really put their finger on what they wanted and what would make things better for them. And I realized that that is a real need right now. If you look at the data out there, what Gallup is telling us is that over 70% of us are unhappy in our work. So my sampling of clients was not unusual. But what I realized was is that getting clear about what we did want instead of what we didn't want was a harder process than I thought. And that's yes. where the book of you comes in because what it does is to help people understand their unique personality and how they can use that to understand the kind of work that they would love to do and how they can use their strengths, use more of their strengths instead of compensating for their weaknesses and how they can find a cultural fit so that they can stay out of stress so that they're free to go after the things that they love to do using their strengths. And that's the genesis of the book. A
1: little bit of self-homework. A little self-homework, yeah, it always starts with a little Um, self-homework. Let me ask, can we... Purchase that book from your website? Yes, you can. Book
3: of You is uh, available. Uh, one of the It's a customized book, so every reader gets a unique book. Eva's actually gotten the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I do have it. Um,
3: yeah. So every reader gets a unique book. I have a personality uh, questionnaire, a world-renowned one that I use. It's sort of like Myers-Briggs on steroids. So a lot of people have used Myers-Briggs. And this is just taking Myers-Briggs up, up a notch. And with the data from that, I can generate a book just for the reader. And there you can choose between how you can improve a job that you're in, or if you're in transition and you want to get ideas on specifically where you should be looking, there is a book on choosing a career. Wow. No, and it's
2: really cool. I mean, you do the questionnaire, and then it creates a book that's specific
1: to you and your strengths. It's great. So I guess the onus then is on me, to be honest to myself, like um, I don't want the book to sh- tell me to go play shortstop for the Yankees, right? Have well, to be probably not. Some kind of perspective. <laughs> right, of my strengths, but I guess that comes out in the book, Mm -hmm. right? The book would probably tell me, no, that's not what you should do, right?
3: Exactly. Um, And there is uh, a really, what I think is a really cool process of stepping you through that information so that you can internalize what are the things that you love, what are the things that are strengths, how does that apply in various situations. And how do I use it to get ready for that interview you were talking about? Yes, and those questions that <laughs> questions that that may come up it's sort of like a coach in a book uh, because it's got information that's all about you and a step by step process on on how to uh, work with that information
1: um. This is really cool. I mean, at a high level, I could say, "Oh, here, you want to know about me? Here, read the book." Well, you should be able to say what it is about. I'm just joking. (laughs) Right. What's really cool about the book is, you know, so Eva, in the last four years, right, so many of our guests say things like, "You gotta hone your expertise. You gotta tighten your message. You gotta have your elevator pitch," and we don't know really what we want to Sarah, Dr. Sarah's point, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's always so hard to do. And this book really helps. I mean, uh, I almost think, uh, not only should every employee or every individual have it, but we should flip it, Dr. Sarah. And maybe the, uh, HR departments should have something as a guideline so they can know how to recruit better. I, I would think. Well, the,
3: the instrument that I use, Charlie, has been used a lot for finding whether or not they're good cultural fits. Uh, you were asking about tricky interview questions. Most of those questions that that companies come up with, they're not sinister. What they're trying to do is answer questions that, that frankly, we want to answer for ourselves. It's, are we going to enjoy doing the work? Are we going to be, are we bringing strengths? Into into doing that, but more importantly, are we going to be a good cultural fit for the organization? Because every organization is not the right organization for me, or you, or and so the the trick is finding that that match between who we are and the culture of the organization and the work that we're going to do. So yeah, I can see HR departments doing that, and they have used used um, uh, this instrument uh, for doing that to assess that fit. But the real onus, I think, is something that you and Eva have been promoting for years and years, which is it's really our individual responsibilities to know who we are and what we want and to do that assessment as well.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Right, because, you know, what you were saying in the beginning is when, you know, someone asks you about you, you know, sometimes if you're not practiced at that and haven't really given given it some thought, you don't know what to say. Yeah. And so this gives you a really great framework of saying, by answering these questions, here, let me show you what it is that you like. And maybe when you read it, there might be pieces of it that you think, well, yeah and no, but at least it gives you the context to say,
1: Oh, yeah, I never really looked at it this way before. Well, I mean, I know I say this many times, but I'm going to say it again. I mean, I'm a little remorseful that I didn't have this book, you know, 20 years ago. Well, and I think that's really, you know, what you've seen in the last, like,
2: 20, 30 years is the the self-help movement has really taken off because we didn't have those tools. It was like you just – you either – got a job, you either got a degree where everyone trashed you in it because, you know, like an English lit major, they would trash you for getting that degree because it wasn't about getting money. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was graduating in the 70s, it was all about, or actually in the 80s, early 80s, it was all about, is this job going to make money? There was nothing in there about do what you love ever.
3: Exactly. You know, with a lot right. of
2: us. And right. so now, you know, um, Dr. Sarah's created this tool that is, starts to help you put some framework around it that gives voice to those things that you do like or don't like. And I think it's just an, it was really amazing when I started reading it. I thought this is really cool because it, it takes all that like therapy and coaching time and just brings it down to nothing almost. I mean, you answer the questionnaire and suddenly here's this whole book that's telling you, here's where you might want to focus.
1: No, and I love it. And so just a quick question we have about a minute before our first break. Um, so, Dr. Sarah, would it help me just differentiate between my wants and my needs or what I would like to do versus what I'm really good at or does it kind of, kind of bring them together?
3: Well, it does bring them together. Um, what we like, what we're interested in is not necessarily what we have built skills in, although they often go together. Because we tend to have spent time in the things that we like, but we can't always distinguish between what we're interested in and where we've got skills. And so the trick is moving in a direction where you can continually work on your interests so you can continually build your skills in that area.
1: Um. I, I love it. I mean, and um, and when, when we come back and as we go forward, I mean, this applies to so many different people, career change, retirees. I mean, everybody people coming out of school. Yeah. I mean, this is really, really good. Yes. Um, so, okay, so let's take our first break. But please, everyone, there's a lot more to come. Stay with us. Corporate Talk with Charlie Eva and our very special guest, Sarah E. Brown. We'll be right back.
4: CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today provided you have the right strategy. Becoming care certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com.
0: Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Our guest today is Dr. Sarah Brown, and she's the author of The Book of You. She's also a speaker, and, you know, we're talking about how to actually determine what it is that you want. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it starts with looking at some of the elements of your personality. And I wanted to get into the elements of personality because you basically have come up with four different elements. And I wanted to talk about those a little bit. There's interests or passions. The next one is strength, behaviors, needs, and then how we are likely to react under stress if needs are not met. So can we, you know, start with the first one? Sure.
3: So interests or, or passions, I think it's better to talk about interest at this point, are really the things that we like to do. And what I'm focusing in on is day-to-day activities. So I'm not talking about big causes because you can apply this in a whole host of different um, avenues and arenas. What I'm really focused in on is what you're going to be doing day-to-day and do you like. Doing that kind of activity. So, for example, even if I could use you as an example, you like numbers, and mm-hmm. you also and you also like really like um, the auditory word. Huh, wonder why you're on this radio show. I mean, that's an <laughs> example. That's an example of getting very, very clear about the things that that interest you and in finding ca- careers and day-to-day activities that allow you to do that. So the interests are really focused on day-to-day things and whether you like to do that. But similarly, it's focused on the things that you don't like to do. So, for example, for me, I am not keen about selling. Um, mm. The the actual day-to-day activities associated with trying to persuade others, that's not in my sweet spot. Um, so I have not developed a lot of skills in that area, because it's not an activity that really interested me. Mm -hmm. Um, And
2: how did did you actually get around that? Because especially when we become entrepreneurial, they always tell you, you got to sell, you got to learn how to sell, you got to sell, you got to sell. And so how do
1: we get around that?
3: Well, I'm really glad you brought that up, because Just because somebody doesn't have an interest in an area doesn't mean that they can't do it. Mm -hmm. And it also doesn't mean that they're going to be miserable doing it. But what they do need to do is to focus on doing it in a very special way. So, for example, selling for me is going to be very much related to one-on-one activities or to doing things on the Internet. So it is not going to be doing large group presentations um, and things like that, because that's not what really interests me. But what does interest me is educating others. I'm very interested in that. So anything that I, the way I'm going to approach selling is from an education standpoint, and it's very much one-on-one oriented.
2: I got you. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea, too. And I know, you know, you were bringing up me with the numbers and also with the spoken word. And for me, what I was doing was during the day, I was really working with numbers and systems and implementations. And my implementations revolved around accounting numbers, about balancing books, right? I was doing uh-huh. these large scale software implementations. But at night, I was training to be a voiceover actor. And Uh that's how I got that piece in, you know, so it could keep me a little bit more balanced. And so I had these two very diverse groups of people in my life. I had all my professional friends, but then I also had my fun, dramatic friends as well. And then some of those people were also like during the day they were lawyers and at night they were doing voiceover. So it was a lot of fun. So you by
1: default figured out a way for your personality to move forward in certain areas. Right. What I couldn't get during the day, I was getting in this other area.
3: I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because there, there are lots of cases where we can't get all of our interests met uh, in our job. And in those cases, it's really important that in our leisure activities that we do exactly what you did. This often happens with people who have uh, strong outdoor interests but they Mm. have jobs that keep them inside. And so I tell those people it's really important on weekends that you're spending a lot of time outside or it's really important that at lunchtime you go outside so that you can get that interest met.
2: Yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah, because you do, you need, you need that outlet somewhere because otherwise I have found like with myself, I am, I tend to be extroverted, although I like a lot of introverted activities. So I like to read, I like stuff like that, but, and I like to, you know, play around on the internet, but I also get my energy from being around people. And uh-huh. I find that if I don't, if I'm not around people, you know, especially when we start working from home, I started working from home when I stopped traveling and I was doing most of my stuff from home. Yeah. I was talking on the phone with people or doing conferences but it wasn't that real interaction and i found that i had to at least a few times a week get out and go meet somebody for coffee or go to a group or go to a writing circle because if i didn't have that
1: i would start to get very weird mhm mm-hmm. yeah and and mm. you know you can you can take the the long road and learn by default or you can get the book of you Yeah, the book of you is great. And it's really great. You know, even listening, Dr. Sarah, to your explanation of not being good at, let's say, sales. We've had people come on the show and say, well, what good is it if you can't sell it here by my sales program? So what you're saying is it's in there. Learn to use what you have your way to help yourself. Uh, Do the selling, right? right? Which I think is really, really empowering, right?
3: It is my hope that people can. It took me 30 years to learn these lessons. It's my hope that people can use these books to take what it took me 30 years to understand and learn it more in 30 days.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you've taken this process and really distilled it down. I'll never, I'll never forget what an eye opener it was. You know, you're bringing up Myers Briggs and. I'll never forget what an eye-opener I had when we had one, you know, when they were still doing, like, management training stuff. And we took the Myers-Briggs test at work. And all of my work colleagues were, like, on one side of the chart. And me and, like, one other person were the ENFPs in the group. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is why I feel like a fifth wheel when I'm in this with these guys. So that helped. Mm-hmm. It did. It absolutely. It always helps to have a little bit of clarity around it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Myers-Briggs is a very good instrument uh, for doing just what you talked about.
2: Right, but now it's like this is like the next level of Myers-Briggs. Like you were saying, it was like Uh Myers-Briggs on steroids, right? So, I mean, you know, Uh Myers-Briggs was a while ago. I got trained in it, but every year something cool and new and exciting comes out, right? And it's like faster, better, you know, easier to get at, but yet still gives you the same result, which is what I think is so cool. So, um, Let's take one more before we go to break. So let's talk about strength behaviors then, too.
3: Okay. Strength behaviors are how we have learned to go about pursuing the things that we love. And they are, it is to a certain extent socialized behavior, so we've learned it, but it has become a natural preference for us. And it, it, an example of the, that I often give is the difference between Mr. Spock and Captain Cook. Mm. At one end of the continuum, you've got somebody who is is back and no feeling, and at the other end, you've got Captain Kirk who can listen to anybody and is really warm and empathetic. Neither one is right or wrong, and whether their strength depends upon the situation. So if the Starship Enterprise, for example, is in trouble, I sure want Mr. Spock on the case, but I don't want him to take a customer service call. So the trick is understanding what your strengths are and the kinds of situations in which that is actually going to be a strength.
2: You know, and when you talk about this, it's kind of like what, what Charlie and I have talked about, too, when you're building a team, right? In the team, you need all these different people with all these different strengths. And so the one that's the talker goes in the front of the room, but the one that's good with figuring out what the problem is, is there by your side, too, when you get that crazy technical question. You've got Scotty there, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then, and and also like, so, you know, when we were in IT, you had a lot of, um, you had a lot of more introverted people, right? That were really deep thinkers, but really kept to themselves. So a Dr. Spock could speak to them more. So you've got Captain Kirk up in the front, kind of giving them the big picture and getting them pumped. But then you've got Dr. Spock also kind of talking to them on their level, with what they wanna hear, so everybody has a role. everybody has a role, yeah, Even but what is I cool think- is I was just gonna say what's cool is when you know what your strengths are and then you know what the strengths of the what each individual person in the team brings, you know by doing this assessment that you provide, it really it really makes that process so much faster than you know just getting to know people over a year, right,
3: right. And uh, that is one of the big uses for this particular instrument is doing just that in a team situation. What I'm using it for right now is really helping get people in the right role. As Jim Collins says, to get people in the right seat on the right bus.
2: (laughs) You always have to get the aisle seat always in the front. But anyway, (laughs) no, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because it's so... So many times you bring the team together and you don't really know you don't really know what you have. I mean, there could be little hidden gems in there that you didn't even know this person was good at or interested yeah, in because they're not really bringing it out.
1: And oftentimes it's no one's job to figure that out. Right? right. They're just there. They're just there Charlie, to work. And-
3: you just landed on a big one. Nobody's job is to figure this out and to figure out how the whole puzzle goes together. But once it once it is put together, the, the team really hums.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would think that it really hums and that your skills are really needed because it just really cuts through so much crap. It makes the team happier, I would think. I mean, I would think that people are so much happier after they work with you.
3: Um, <laughs> we find that the teams actually, that, yes, they are happier because they realize that They, they are bringing something of value themselves to the table. They understand the underlying sources of conflict and, and what they can do about it. And they begin to appreciate people who think differently than they do. And they, and and that, and those three things are actually, um, pretty powerful things for people to, to, to get and to be able to use.
2: You know, I'm going to say something that's kind of kind of dumb, but, you know, it was how we used to get like when you had the smoker section. You know, I mean, you still have those. Right. But that's when you really like if you went out there and smoked when we used to smoke. That's when you really got to know people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you would think somebody in the meeting was kind of a jerk. but Then you'd go out to the smoking group. Right. And then you would get the real person would come out. Mm -hmm. And what this does is it (laughs) we don't have to smoke anymore. We can find out what the people really are. Like right when we're in the middle of this assessment, which is so good because you're mm-hmm. right, you're so right, Doctor Sarah. It's like when they when they see what these people, what everybody is really like, then people like automatically bond a little bit. Yep.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And they realize that there's real power in people who got who have gifts that are different than mine. Yeah. No, and, I and love it, it. It, it. So we're going to it, go
2: ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Dr. Sarah Brown. We'll be right back.
4: Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that, he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
1: Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are talking with our very special guest, Dr. Sarah E. Brown, the CEO of Know Thyself. And Sarah, among many, 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 many things, has um, created this incredible program. um, And you can learn more about that on her website, bookofyou.com, and I'll just say that the the objective of the bookofyou.com is to get a personalized book of yourself, mm-hmm. which is groundbreaking. I mean, um, I, I just can't say enough about this, the, especially, Dr. Sarah, um, going through my career, leaving my career, transitioning to another career, trying to stay young at heart as I grow old. I mean, there was so many areas of confusion for me. Um, you know, this book would have been um, definitely helpful. helpful. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, one other thing, right? I always say um, talent nurturing before talent acquisition. So what I found in corporate today is oftentimes you can be at risk of slipping through the cracks if your strengths don't come out because they'll just get acquire the the talent elsewhere, which is why I ask if, Mm -hmm. you know, HR can benefit from this type of book Mm -hmm. too because Mm -hmm. we want to nurture the talent we already have, right?
3: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, now I understand the point that you're making, uh, Charlie. And one of the things that, uh, to that point, if everybody in an organization ha- had privy to this knowledge of self-awareness and could share it with the corporation, then, um, pro- then just to your point, we could find ways to get people in the right seat on the bus to take mm-hmm. advantage of their interests and their strength without ha- without automatically going outside to try and acquire it. I get your
1: point right. now. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, I also wanted to just say um, I, we're really grateful that you are giving back, right? I mean, you did have a successful career. Um, it was – I can tell that it was extremely positive because you you say positive things about it. Um, and now you're giving back, which is really cool. So um, – that was a really good um, decision, so thank you for that. Right? We well, get to cheat. We get to benefit from, from learning from you.
2: You know, and I was wondering, so so this is really complicated, what you did. I mean, you know, when you get the book, it just is so perfectly done. Like, how did you come up with this idea? I'm always so interested in in how you decided to do what you did.
3: Well, I, I have familiarity with this personality instrument and I've worked with it for, for many years and it was so rich in data and again I was in a very data intensive environment in my career and I kept thinking there's got to be a way that we can do um, a data exercise with the data coming back and customize uh, customize the advice that was uh, that was being um, delivered to, to an individual. And it was the combination of that. It was thinking about the, what's happening in the world, particularly in marketing and sales right now, is personalization. And what's happening in business in general is data and how do you crunch data. And the merging of that was, is why aren't we customizing self-help? Mm-hmm. And, and if we can get the data, then we can build, the, the technology infrastructure to actually customize self-help, just like we do with advertising and with marketing. So that's that's where it it, um, it came from. But I do believe that I'm I am the only one right now. I'm sure that this will we will see more and more of it. I do believe right now I'm the only one that is doing completely customized self-help books this way. Um, I've never seen it um, before,
1: and I see quite a bit. You know the way yeah. you were just explaining it, right, Dr. Sarah? Um, I was going to say the reason why this has never happened because of the word "self." Self is an individual thing. You can't come out mm-hmm. with a, you know, a template like a project plan like corporate is good at. That's going to encompass everybody's personalities, right? You need that customized plan, which is groundbreaking. So now I know I have someone in my corner doing something for me to tell me about me, not best practice. Mm -hmm. What do I say? Mm -hmm. How am I? Right, right? Because so Mm -hmm. many
2: times when you read a book, or you even get some training, it's like, okay, I see how this relates to this person, but my situation is a little different. Yes. You know, my situation is always a little good. Cause you're a numbers person. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's. Well, no, well, not just, I'm just saying in general that when people come to self-help, they're looking at it and saying, okay, but this doesn't really necessarily
1: relate to me. I know. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, okay. So tell us, um, I contact you. We speak a little bit. When do I get the book in my hand about me? How long does that take?
3: Well, uh, when you uh, get a book, I give you um, access to the questionnaire, and it will take you about 30 minutes to fill out that questionnaire. And within um, a very short period of time, like within about an hour after you complete the questionnaire, the book is generated for you and sent to your uh, mailbox. And then we follow up and if you, you, you will get it like Eva got hers in an electronic PDF form. And then we follow up and say, would you like to get it in a Kindle version? Would you like to get it in an iPub version or would you like to get a print version? Um, so that's, that's how the process works. So it, it takes you about 30 minutes and then you wait for about an hour and then you got it.
1: Um, It's really fast. It was really fast. I love this. This is really cool. It's really cool. You know, really, this is fantastic work. But again, not to make light of it, you put a lifetime—not only of your corporate experience, but all of your educational and experience—in there. There's a lot of talent in this questionnaire, Mm -hmm. so um, you know, I don't think it's easy to do. I can't imagine. Um, how you went about this, but, you know, I just know that you have the expertise, that's for sure. Um, So, all right, I have another question. So, and I was looking, I was cheating, okay, so forgive me. I was looking at some of your um, information, and you made a point of saying, turn your next job interview into a pick-your-boss exercise.
3: Oh, yes, yes. You know, uh, you, you know, Charlie, also well that one of the biggest reasons that people leave the jobs or companies that they're in is because they don't get along with their boss. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and the, the reason or one of the reasons for that is that there's an underlying conflict. You know, we were talking about how to get teams to work together and get them to appreciate um, mm-hmm appreciate the, the differences among them. The same thing goes with your boss. There is a boss profile that is going to work best for you because it will provide the environmental support that you need in order to do your best work. So if you know that, when you're going into an interview, instead of feeling uneasy about how how they are evaluating you... You can turn the tables in terms of asking questions around. Okay, is the boss that they're talking about going to be one that actually supports me? So let me give you an example from from me for. Um, I need in a boss somebody who is absolutely direct and frank with me and doesn't doesn't coddle me at all. It just tells me exactly like it is and never ever beats around the bush. I absolutely have to know where I stand. If I don't get that, I'm in stress. And so one of the things that I look for when when I'm talking with organizations, or, or one of the things I learned that I had to look for when I was getting ready to make a job change is am I going to get that from my boss? Am I going to get sufficient interaction with my boss that I know exactly where I stand? And am I going to get direct enough feedback so I know exactly where I stand? Now, interestingly enough, you might think everybody needs this, but they don't. Some people don't need that at all. I happen to need it. But but that's where the pick your boss exercise comes in is knowing what you need in order to get the best performance out of you and then thinking about how how are you going to figure out whether or not you're going to get that from your boss or not.
1: Right, and, and I agree with you, not everybody, uh, in that specific example, that would not be what I would want. <laughs>
2: well, and, and what's really interesting though is that I don't think I've ever heard anyone, including us, ever talk about, you know, thinking about picking your boss. I mean, you kind of look at the culture of the organization, um, you know, the job, actually, of course, the the responsibilities and all that. But in terms of the actual boss and what you need that boss to do so that you could even convey that to
1: your boss well, is if, something I had never even really thought about. But that's a great point. Yeah. So, Dr. Sarah, if we go back to those questions at the beginning of the show, those trick questions, um, now with the assessment and the book of me, mm-hmm. right? I know how to answer when they say, tell me a little bit about yourself. And now I have the knowledge and understanding of the value of that, that I might engage the same, right? Um, well, what are you looking for? You know, exactly. and in a way, that's mm-hmm. how you can go about mm-hmm. picking your boss by getting the person to speak and applying what you learned through Dr. Sarah to yeah. See if this person is a good match for you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, yeah. That's really that's like hitting a Lotto, right? Yeah, it really
2: it really is, because I mean that's um like I said, that's not something that you typically think of, but wow, that makes and like you said, Doctor Sarah, mm-hmm. you don't even think about it. You know, you would be stressed out if you didn't know that about yourself. You'd be sitting there stressed and not necessarily knowing where that stress is coming from.
3: Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Nor does anybody else, for that matter. So often, often when we exhibit stress behavior, the the underlying cause is hidden from us and not always clear to everybody else. And and if you use the example that we just had about me, for example, is I've got this sign that I hold up that says "No beating around the bush" with me. Hmm. Um, but if if I get that, if I don't get that. And I feel people are, you know, coddling me and they're not telling me what I need to know and they're hiding things from me. And I go into stress over that, which I can do. I become very emotional and that tends to communicate unchecked. I, I've learned how to check it, but that tends to communicate. You need to be really sensitive with me, which is the exact opposite of what I really need. I want oh, yeah,
1: for you to tell it to me straight. Yeah, very complicated. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. no, you're right. I mean, that is how people would react. No, that's a great point. That's Um, a great
1: point. So, all right, we have to take our last break. Uh, We're coming back. But before we go, I just want to say again, um, the website is bookofyou.com, B-O-O-K-O-F-Y-O-U.com. We need to go there, get to meet Dr. Sarah, uh, engage in that process of getting the personalized book for you. It'll really help. Guaranteed your future. So we will take our last break and then we will be right back. Please stay with us.
4: Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com.
0: Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
2: I can't believe we're almost for the hour already again, right? I mean, it's crazy. Um. Our guest today is Dr. Sarah E. Brown. She is the author of The Book of You, and she is CEO of Know Thyself, LLC, and I love this kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can talk about this for just days. Mm -hmm. I just find it so interesting. And I know that we've really been kind of focusing quite a bit on occupation and career, but you can use this book for a lot of different things, right? I mean, it's not really just career based. It's around just life based.
3: Exactly. And um, so to, you can use it now the way um, the way it is, but I'm also planning to write specific books on specific topics. So, for example, a book that I'm working on right now is how you can apply this to key relationships in your life. And it will uh, follow the same thing. And it gets a little bit at that team concept that you were talking about, Charlie, but it does it for two people. So where are there natural synergies in your relationship? Um, Where do you all have common interests that you need to explore? And more importantly, where are potential conflict points that if you understand that now, you can put strategies in place to address.
1: You might be able to charge a million dollars for that book. (laughs) And it might be underpriced.
3: (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting that I have... um, You're not the first person that said that, Um, and in fact, uh, I've been encouraged to get this book out sooner rather than later, that this may be even more important than getting in the right job.
2: No, it would be a perfect gift for anyone that's getting married, you know, each of them taking that assessment and then putting it together, because it's huge. Like, I know, you know, Charlie and I, shocker, have our own conflicts. Like, I, I retreat, and he proceeds forward you know i mean it's like and so we've got this two different styles of handling conflict where i just want to run away and he just wants to keep chasing and so if we had the book of you it would be a really nice way you know when it revolving around relationships to say okay this is how you guys this is how you handle conflict this is how you handle conflict this is how the two of you can handle a con- a conflict together right
3: exactly right Exactly. So that book right now is in beta test. And then I think I suspect it'll be out in the first quarter of next year.
2: Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then, you know, I was also looking, you know, this is perfect for people that are retiring. I think so many times when people retire, they don't really think about um, taking a personality assessment or taking any type of assessment. They're kind of like, well, I'm done. But now is the time to really do what you want to do, I would think.
3: Right. You know, Eva, there are 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, That's a lot. And one of two scenarios are playing out for each. One is they either all of a sudden have a whole lot of time and are wondering, what am I going to do? And what do I, you know, I can't play golf all day long. So what am I going to do uh, when I'm not playing golf? Or they can't afford to play golf all day long. And they've got to do something to supplement their income. And it's mm-hmm. a perfect opportunity to pick those locations, whether it's paid or not paid, whether it's given back or just a leisure activity, that address what we love doing, that use our strengths, and that and does it in an environment that will keep us out of stress.
1: Yeah, no,
2: it's perfect. I mean, this is like, should be in the back of AARP. I was just going to say that.
1: <laughs> this should be on the back of AARP. Contact right. Dr. Sarah right now, bookofyou.com. Welcome to your retirement and your future. Hope it lasts another hundred years.
2: Yeah. Be, and it will because you're going to be a little happier. So you're not going to be all so stressed out and bummed out. Yeah. I mean, now's the time to have some fun. Um, no, I, I love that. And there was something else that kind of going back to career that I was thinking about too. And I saw, I saw in something that you had written was so, so I get the book of you and. What if it's still not clear to me or some pieces seem like, well, maybe that's not exactly a fit for me? Like, how do we then go about getting some more clarification?
3: Well, what what I tell people in those situations is the first thing to do is to talk to one or two people who know you and care about you Mm. and ask them, does this fit me? And if so, give me some examples around how this fits me. If that doesn't make sense, then discard it. It's not worth getting all bent out of shape over one or two things that, that doesn't fit. But before you discard something, ask somebody else if it really does fit you. You can always send a note in to us. We have uh, all kinds of help mechanisms. So if there is a real burning question about something in particular, we can address it. But but the easiest way is just to ask somebody who knows and cares about you what do you think? Does this represent me or not?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's a great idea. No,
2: that's a great idea. Yeah, because sometimes we don't really, we don't really get how we come off, or we don't really understand it. You need kind of that well, second set of eyes on it. We want to keep it private. And well, it's just- like really, we really kept it private, right? That we can't even get to it. And you know, I had another thought too. So let's say I get the, uh, you know, let's say I've lost my job. I've been, I've been downsized. And I do the assessment as a way to look for a new career. However, like, you know, I've been in my career for 25 years. I've, I've been downsized. I get the assessment and it's basically saying I've been in the wrong career. Like, what are some of your suggestions around what, what do I do then? You know, I have this, I have this one set of skill sets and maybe skill sets and it's not, maybe not aligned to what I truly am passionate about or interested in, but yet this is what I know.
3: Well, th- there always are transferable skills. And so um, one of the things to do is to look at what are the things that I've got that I can transfer into any any role. Mm. Um, and that's experience, it's relationships, it's, um, it's your strength behaviors, which you probably have had um a lot of experience or some experience in using vocationally. Um, One of the things that comes with the book on choosing a career is a specific career management report that will list out 40 specific jobs, roughly 40, that are highly correlated with your personality, and they're all hyperlinked into the Department of Labor's database. So you can get more information about those jobs. And you can look at those job descriptions and look at, um, at look at what the real requirements are. So, for example, let's say law pops up and you're 60 and you don't want to go back to law school. Okay, so that's that's one that you'd probably say, okay, well, let's go find something else. Um, but But there will be other jobs on there that don't require you to go back to school and get three to ten years worth of education. So it's looking at the whole host of possibilities.
1: It seems like you harnessed some of your data mining skills there by linking to the Department of Labor database and all that. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's really amazing because what that does is then, you know, it gives you all these different options that you had never really thought about. I know when I first started in my career, even when I declared a major, I did not even know what different careers were out there. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't have Mm -hmm. a clue. And so, you know, to have taken an assessment like this that then linked me to the Department of Labor that showed me what was out there and even what the salary ranges are, I mean, it could probably give you an idea of what you could make. I mean, it could make such a difference in a young kid's life, you know? Yeah.
1: You know, Dr. Sarah, what you also said earlier was, Many skills are transferable and I think that's huge, right? And to know like, you know, someone with this type of personality can really apply this, this is career independent and you know, we also got to understand what those transferable skills are, all the more reason to see them in the book of you, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, really cool.
2: No, it's terrific. Cool. It's such a, it's such a great tool and such a fast tool to, um, you know. It's instant. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is basically instant, which is, it's so different than what you normally have to go through, which is what I love about it. Well, it's also it.
1: customized right, and a it's lot customized. of skill in there.
2: Well, you know, Dr. Sarah, thank you so much. This was a great show. You have so much good information, and, and we will definitely point everyone to bookofyou.com. Yes.
1: Excellent. A
3: lot of fun. I've enjoyed it.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Thanks. Have a great night. Thank you.
1: Bye. I mean, unbelievable.
2: No, it's really great. And again, everyone, um, to get your book, you can just go to bookofyou.com. The assessment only takes about half an hour. And, you know, in in less than two hours, you will have a complete assessment of you and where your skill sets are. I mean, it's really invaluable.
1: It's really invaluable.
2: No, it's terrific. And so Thank you, everyone. Another great show, Charles.
1: Uh, a, A phenomenal show. Dr. Sarah has done a phenomenal job on this product. Yes.
2: So have a great week, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.
1: Bye, guys.